When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour of Clay and Buck gets going right now, everybody. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for joining in. If you're just tuning in now, a few things to talk about. Uh, one is this national uh, news story that broke out over a, a teenage girl who saw a Naked man in the WM, I'm sorry, YMCA shower room, and the media informing us all that the the adult male with male genitalia is a woman. Period. Uh, we will talk about this story in a little bit because when when the news media is telling you something that is as objectively untrue as a statement can be, and insisting it is true. People pay attention. I think they note that. And Clay, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, because I just wanted to recircle back for a moment here. Circle back to some very basic questions about, uh, round number five here for the Biden classified documents finding. Remember, they went to Mar-a-Lago and they were able to get all the stuff that they said they needed to get that they had been talking to Trump about for months. That he was the president when he took it and says that he declassified it. So when they keep saying, oh, it's so different, the oh, it's so different comparison is actually breaking in a direction that is far worse for Biden the more we know about this, right? So that, that argument's falling down. But even, Clay, how many classified documents have been found? That should be pretty easy, right? They should know how many pieces of paper with the classification marking on top do you have? Here is a Biden spokesperson saying, it's a little bit complicated. Play two. Can you give us a sense of how many classified documents we are now talking about total across all three locations? Sure, it's a good question. And and actually the answer to it is a little bit complicated because of this point that I'm making about the integrity of an ongoing Justice Department investigation. The Justice Department is going to be looking at all sorts of questions like that throughout their investigation. We want to be very, very careful 
to be respectful of the integrity of that investigation, to not speak too much about the underlying contents and materials, uh, especially things that we may not know all the answers to. Okay, Clay, I love this. By the way, whenever your spokesperson keeps keeps shouting integrity, it's like Frank the Tank in old school in the locker room. You got to keep your composure as he's in his tidy whities and throwing the chair around in the locker room. Like repeating integrity over and over again doesn't doesn't actually sound good. Doesn't make you think that that's what's going on here. But it's also the ongoing investigation point. How many classified pieces of paper have they found? It's actually not that complicated. It's about as straightforward as it gets. Yeah, and we're going to have, I think, Corinne Jean-Pierre, unless they've changed the time, is going to get absolutely filleted uh, in about 25 minutes. That's not necessarily different than normal, except, as we've talked about, the White House press corps will basically accept anything when it comes to a Democrat administration except humiliating them and making them look embarrassed in public. And remember, when we last saw Corinne Jean-Pierre, she said they've got all the documents. There are no more outstanding classified documents. And then on Saturday, boom, comes the report that they actually have found more and the FBI did this investigation. Let me just point this out, Buck. Why didn't we get a photo of... All of the classified documents that they found at Joe Biden's private residence arrayed on the carpet like we did yeah. from inside of Mar-a-Lago. I- if the FBI is conducting the investigation, and that's important for purposes of the investigation, did they not take the photos? Are they not going to leak them? Why don't we have that imagery in the same way that we did with Mar-a-Lago? Yeah, I, I want a photo you know, with, with with some decent lighting, so I can really see as much yeah. as I can. They, they can they can you know black out the classified lines, but I just want to see was this next to some old baseball mitts in the garage, some some spray paint cans, you know, maybe a rusty saw. Like, what? Where were these classified documents? And and I I know it seems like this is maybe a little petty, and we're obviously making some fun of it, but notice that the FBI produced these so quickly. Because it was meant to give a visual to the, oh, look what Trump did. Oh, Trump is so awful. He's such a bad man. Look at all the classified across the floor. I think the classified in the garage next to the Biden Corvette, I think that'd be a pretty interesting photo for us to see, too. And we know it exists somewhere, so why can't we see it? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, if you got the 1967 Corvette, maybe they could put them on the hood of the Corvette, because oh, yeah. I bet they would have done that if it was Trump. I bet they would have arrayed those classified documents literally on the front uh, hood of that 1967 Corvette just to convey how much of a lack of security was involved here. And this is where the other story continues, Buck. I, I want to keep hammering on this. They made such a massive deal about how little security there was surrounding all of these Trump documents that it was such a national security risk that for the first time in the history of our republic, they had to bring in FBI agents to acquire all of these classified documents. And that was even though, Buck, this was in a uh, storage area with a lock on it, with a video camera looking at the stored area, all of that security existed. And they said that was unacceptable. They ran all these stories, as we mentioned. New York Times has got the diagram, literally the diagram of, and I think the headline was like, 
close to where everybody partied lay all these classified oh, documents. Clay, we were going into Grassy Knoll and the second That's shooter right. theory territory with a bunch of dusty papers in the basement of Mar-a-Lago that were under lock and key. They went nuts with this. And I mean, to, to your, you're totally right. It was, they made such a huge deal of it. And I would just point out on the, on the other side, um, this is the same advisor, actually. This is cut three. This guy, Ian Sams, is saying, look, the team is, we've handled everything the right way. We're doing it. We're keeping our composure. Play three. So from the very beginning, when the team first discovered materials, they've handled this the right way. They've handled it responsibly with the proper authorities, first with the National Archives, then with the Department of Justice. And that may be a contrast to what we've seen in the last few years. But this is a president who believes in the rule of law, a president who understands the importance of an independent Justice Department. And so he's giving them access to the information they need to conduct a thorough review. And And the DOJ at the end of this review will be able to present the full set of facts. For a sitting president to allow the process to happen here after all the screw-ups that he did doesn't mean that you get a big pat on the back and, you know, a, a milkshake for being such a, a good guy. This is absurd. The no, what, What's the alternative, Clay? They keep bringing it up, handled it the right way. What's Biden going to say? Oh, we're going to take them off of this? We're not going to allow them to actually investigate? I mean, they have to keep the veneer of a DOJ that enforces the law going. I just think it's funny. They're acting like, oh, we should think this is all fine because of how Biden has responded to all the screw-ups that he created? Well, I mean, Buck, just think about the optics here. On Friday, I believe, because we kind of had some fun with this, Biden went to his beach house, and he said he had no regrets, and he also said there is no there there. And then the next morning... They announced that they found more classified documents. And just from a Biden perspective, they knew that they were in the middle of a 12 to 13 hour search of his residence in Wilmington, his main primary residence, not the beach house. Although certainly they have to investigate, I would think, the beach house as well at this point. And I also wonder, Buck, it just makes Biden look so incompetent. I also wonder whether we're going to get that connection to Hunter Biden. Because this goes to who actually had access to Joe Biden's house. Remember, this is stuff that he kept for years. We still don't know what it is, but how many people could have had access to this? And when are we going to get that guest registry, that guest log of all the people who came in and out of Wilmington? Um, that seems like a pretty big deal at this point. And how many people had access to that garage? We know they were filming campaign commercials of Biden driving that 1967 Corvette where you can literally look over his shoulder and potentially see where the classified documents were being stored in his garage. We know Hunter had access to that garage. Does this involve Ukraine? Does it involve Russia? Do we feel like Hunter might have been running around rummaging in things? I mean, I wouldn't put anything past him after all of the things that he recorded on that laptop of illegal behavior. So I, I just you think know, it starts to draw it together. Here's uh, Senator Tim Kaine, who is a Democrat, a Virginia Democrat, and he he's even saying, yeah, this seems kind of weird, the whole taking classified material home. Play clip five. How does a senator accidentally take classified material home? Margaret, I, I don't really know the answer to that question um, because I, I review classified material as a senator, 
on the Armed Services and Foreign Relations Committees. But when I do it, it's always in a classified facility where I don't have access to uh, the materials other than to sit there and read them. So that's why there needs to be this independent investigation. Okay, um, accidentally taking it home one time, depending on who you are and what you're doing, I don't lie like Democrats do about these things, depending on whose team it is. That can happen. That has happened to people. Um, five, five different batches of it, though. That's systemic, Clay. That's a guy who just figured the rules don't apply to him. He can do whatever he wants. He's important. He's got a cool Corvette. He rears aviators. And his name is Joe Biden. I mean, when, when you look at this, this is a pattern. This is not a thing that happened once. And I think that means... We all have to look at, there's only a few explanations here. Biden thinks the law doesn't apply to him, or he's had senior moments a lot earlier than we realized. Well, it also, you, I think, agree with me on this, just continues to dunk all over the idea that the classified document scandal with Trump was in some way going to disqualify Trump from running for office or going to lead to charges. And I think Biden's incompetence, increasingly, Buck, is so incompetent that it's going to make it harder for the Department of Justice to bring charges against Trump for anything, right? Even if you accept, which I do, that there's a one-track investigation into January 6th and another track investigation into classified documents, and we'll see whether or not there's any overlap there. But if Biden is so incompetent that all of this continues to rain down upon him, I think it actually makes it way harder to cha- to charge Trump if Biden is running. Now, if Biden were to tap out and say, hey, you know, I'm too old, 82 is too old yeah. to be running for president, then maybe the charges could come against Trump. But I don't think if he's running, they could ever do that. They're, they're not charging Trump on documents anymore. Clearly I, not I, documents, but I, I think mean, this is so bad, it may start to implicate whether they can charge him on Jan 6. Oh, I see what you're saying. It might, so it might take down the whole... The whole takedown Trump operation, and and you can sense among a lot of Democrats, you know, I'm telling you, I understand people thought this was a, a, you know, some plot from within to remove Joe. No, I just think he's an idiot, folks. I, I think I think yeah. Joe Biden's a moron. I think he's been a moron for the last 40 years, and they didn't expect this one. They got this one, and they can't make it go away. Um, I, I don't. I'm not saying that this may not be used to push him out, but the notion that this was orchestrated from the inside, you know, sometimes it's not a conspiracy. Sometimes it's just a dumbass. Yeah, that's well said. Very well said. And again, I just come back to Buck. They wouldn't have had five different stories of classified documents if the Biden people had been well organized. They would have had one. They would have announced all of them, and they would have put this story to bed all at once, as opposed to the drip, drip, drip of absurdity, which I think is going to lead to Corinne Jean-Pierre getting filleted even worse. I'm actually kind of looking forward to <laughs> seeing the press briefing today. Uh, in the meantime, our friend Michael and Dell, man, they will hook you up with the best possible offers. Right now, Giza Dream Sheets. $29.98 with our promo code Clay and Buck on the website, MyPillow.com. I'm not lying, guys. These sheets feel incredible when you jump into them and you are ready to go to bed. And I use them every single night. We got them all throughout the Travis household. We got them everywhere. My kids have them. Wife and I have them. 
Buck's got them in his place. You are going to love these. They're incredible, made from the world's best cotton, and there's no risk. You got a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Sleep on the sheets for two months. Make sure you're satisfied. I believe you will be, just like we are. And then you can go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, check out the flash sale. No risk. Again, 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee on the Giza Dream Sheets. Use that code Clay and Buck. You can also call 1-800-792-3269-2998. Great gift. Great product. Get it today. Helping you separate truth from fiction every single weekday. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. This story broke going into the weekend, and I want to make sure we don't continue to pretend that it's normal. Supreme Court investigated to try to determine who the leaker was. Basically, a totally failed investigation that uncovered no real suspect, despite the fact they essentially said it's down to 82 that could have leaked this. They didn't even hardly question 
the Supreme Court justices themselves to see if they might have been involved. My theory is maybe this is a spouse. Maybe it's a significant other. We don't even know if they were bringing home this draft opinion, but, Buck, they emailed it, which is crazy to me to have this many people like with an emailed copy of a draft opinion overturning Roe v. Wade. And uh, even Senator Dick Durbin, Democrat from Illinois, is saying, hey, I can't believe they couldn't have more information about these leaks. Listen to this. Listen, the universe of people who are suspects in this leak of an opinion of the Supreme Court is really a small universe. It includes the justices and their families if they had access to this opinion, which I assume some of them did. They should have gone into the, at least the position of assertions by each one of the justices as to what they did or did not do when it came to these opinions. I find it hard to imagine with the small group of people who had access to this opinion, they couldn't come up with more information. I agree with everything Senator Durbin said there. I don't know how many times I've said that in my life. But, Buck, the idea that... Politico would run with this story. I just want to keep hammering this home. Unless they knew that the sourcing was 100% real, you and I and everybody out there who's in media lives in fear of somebody with an elaborate hoax trying to set us up. They had to know they had the goods, and that to me means the source was impeccable. Yeah, this this would be for anybody who thinks of themselves as a journalist or as a news entity – uh, this would be catastrophic to get wrong, obviously. Yes. That's why I said it's like the Dan Rather National Guard document yep. 2004 or two. Wait, did I get was it 2004? When was that? <laughs> it wasn't that uh, 2000. I think it was leading into the 2004 election. Right? 2004. Uh, that's right. 2004. So I was trying to make sure it wasn't the 2000 election. So, um, yeah, it's the same same basic idea. And uh, look, I, I think that they here's what I, I, I jumped to. OK, let's say we knew who it was. How does that how does that then go? What do they do to that person? And what do they do to that person when everyone's going to say that was really naughty? You're not supposed to do that. And the Supreme Court says that was a violation of trust. And MSNBC has them on so they can announce their five million dollar book deal from some big publisher. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, I, I think the court is worried that it would be almost worse to have the person named than to allow it to be anonymous in it from a political and, and a trust standpoint in the institution. What if they find out that a justice was potentially involved? That's the that's the really crazy uh, part. Which I, is there's a justice I that I wouldn't be surprised if that justice was involved, but I won't cast aspersions. So that's my theory on why they're going so tiptoe up to all this. IRS has given refunds to a lot of small business owners out there. In fact, if your business has five or more employees made it through COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Now, this is not a loan. No payback. It's just a refund of your taxes. So how do you get your business this refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. Their tax attorney specialist in a little-known payroll tax refund program. They'll do all the work. No charges up front. Just share a percentage of what cash they get back with you. Team at GetRefunds.com. They've already returned over a billion dollars to businesses. They can help you as well. Just go to GetRefunds.com. Click on Qualify Me. Answer a few questions. Payroll tax refund only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. GetRefunds.com. No risk. High reward. GetRefunds.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We had mentioned this story at the top of this hour. We wanted to get into it now with the details. Um, So comments went viral over uh, the weekend from 
a 17-year-old named Rebecca Phillips. She said she was changing uh, one day last month at the YMCA uh, in the San Diego area. And while she was changing after swimming laps, uh, she, Rebecca, saw a transgender female uh, named Christine Wood. By the way, just reading the story is difficult because of the usage of the term she throughout for both individuals when one of the she's is not a she. Um, and, I, and that's not a minor detail. We will we'll discuss this in, in, a, in a moment. But here we, we have some sense. So this went viral and there were protests at the YMCA over the weekend over this issue. Um, and and I, I just want to Clay, I, I watched some of this this young girl, 17. She starts crying. Yeah. She talks about uh, how she brings her five year old uh, sister to that same locker room and that same YMCA to change to use the water slide in the pool in the summer. There was a claim made. Then this is now there's contention over this particular claim, but it, you know, it makes a difference obviously to the story. Um, because the, uh, the woman here, the 17 year old girl said that she saw Christine Wood, the transgender individual's male genitalia. Hence the knowing that this is a man changing in the woman's locker room. The transgender, uh, transgender woman, Christine Wood says that's not possible because of transgender surgery. Now, I I don't think this claim has been adjudicated one way or the other yet as to what is true. But just note, I I I found this really interesting over the with a lot of media firestorm about this over the weekend. And here's how the media talks about this issue. I guess this is a a, a local San Diego broadcaster who is um, discussing this one. And uh, play uh, play clip nine. I feel like a big part of the story that's either been a misconception or people are just forgetting about is that Wood has fully transitioned into a woman and was in the woman's bathroom. Yeah, that's right, Wale. In fact, she says she is a woman and she really wants to drive home the fact that she transitioned over five years ago um, and that, you know, she is a woman and, and she says she's a woman, period. Yeah. And that's where it ends. Absolutely. No, actually, that's not where it ends. Yeah, we need to play the 17-year-old girl at some point, maybe even tomorrow, because I think people will hear it and hear in her voice that, in her opinion, she was seeing a man. And for anybody out there, this is crazy, right? The idea that has been put into circulation in this country is if you identify as a woman, you are, in fact, a woman. That just isn't true. It's not factually true. It's not bio biologically true. And I don't know what this person looks like, but do you think that a 17-year-old girl is just going to make up that she saw what she believes is male genitalia in the locker room? Like, that seems crazy to me to think I mean, that she would be doing that. This individual is visibly a man. There are photos. Yeah. Visibly a man. There are some effort to, I think there's been, you know, breast augmentation surgery or something like that. But you look at this person, you go, well, that's a transgender individual. There's, there's not a surprise. I mean, there, there are photos all over the New York Post and other sites you can see. So this 17 year old girl, she sees a man in the woman's locker room is made to feel, isn't it interesting? If usually if people feel unsafe, they use that word, right? They say, Oh, I feel unsafe because of comments. You know, I feel unsafe because. 
Somebody said they voted for Donald Trump in the classroom. I feel unsafe. And that is an immediate veto card over everything else that comes after it. That is everyone cater to that person's needs. Now we're talking about a 17-year-old girl who's naked in the presence of a full-grown man who is naked. And her feeling unsafe brings the left out to complain that she needs to just deal with it. That's that too her, bad, little 17-year-old girl. This guy gets to change there. And that her reality as a minor female in a locker room, which is supported by factual truth, is not acceptable. She has to lie about what she's experiencing and what she sees. And of all people that you would want to listen to, you would think a teenage girl would be at the top at the peak of the list of people that you would have to respect here. And I totally agree. I mean, you would think that uh, a young woman in this circumstance, that that if there's a, that if the, you know, there's a close call here, which this is not a close call in my opinion, but if there were a close call about the, you know, the rights involved or the, the need to feel safe, that the young girl and not the 40 uh, something year old uh, trans female individual would be getting priority, but the left has an agenda, and the false eradication of gender and uh, of gender, and more importantly, the forced affirmation of lies is central to this. This is what they do, and I'll be honest with you. Even conservative media outlets, I disagree. They do, she, you know, she, Christine Wood, she everywhere. That is not about being polite. That is taking when you're talking about gender, you've taken aside on the issue immediately by referring to a trans female as she because of course then in people's minds they think to themselves well it's a she so it is a woman right so then what's her problem it's not a woman that's the problem yeah and and i also think it raises the question further if you look at the picture photo face person you would say this is a man right physical male characteristics What's to stop someone, and I mean I mean this honestly, what's to stop someone from totally being a biological male and just saying, I identify as a woman, so I'm deciding to use this locker room? Like, I, I, can, what is the YMCA status? And, can, and, can I also point out that the, the fight over whether there is still an existence of male genitalia in this case, and that is at issue in this discussion, does... Uh, does uh, Christ- Christine Wood still have a penis? That's the allegation here. And there's a back and forth because, you know, that's a pretty clear indicator of gender for most of us. But, you know, I, yes. I know we'll get someone who says, what about intersex people? Christine Wood is not intersex. Um, Clay, this continues to play out in a way where you're not allowed to view and not allowed to discuss objective reality. And that, that I think is a tip off in and of itself when you can't actually even say, hold on a second. What are even, you know, what are we really dealing with here? What is the situation as, as it unfolds, um, before us? And, and it's very, it's troubling that there are so many people who come forward and not only want to be a party to this, to this lie, but, uh, are really nasty. I mean, the people who, who come out in favor of a woman, it's a woman and all this other stuff. And let me also note, I think this is important, that if Christine Wood, you can change your name, that's fine. We all agree with that. So the name is the name, that's fine. If Christine Wood 
did still have male genitalia, but had claimed an authentic transition and was planning to have it removed. Do you think the trans, you know, the trans agenda supporters would say, well, in that case, you got to wait till it's absolutely not. So even if there was male genitalia in the situation, they would still insist that the 17 year old girl has to change and not have any problem with this whatsoever. Do you see what I'm saying? They act yeah. like, oh, but you know, there's this detail. We're fighting over this detail. They wouldn't change if the detail changed. Not only that, I think also just basic decency. Most people try to make other people comfortable in a locker room setting. Wouldn't you agree with that? Like, whatever, you're not trying to make someone feel threatened, by and large, in either a men's or a women's locker room. It's already an uncomfortable place because sometimes there's nudity involved. This feels like an intentional provocation in some ways like if you truly have some genitals that would suggest you might be uh not female why do you have to get naked in the locker room right like i mean a lot of people work out in gyms without feeling the need to get fully nude in a locker room you know what i'm talking about like most people don't take a shower in the locker room i don't think so it feels like a provocation in some way from this individual to try. And again, if you hear this girl's voice and hear her explaining what's going on, I think it's going to be really difficult for you to feel like, oh, she's in the wrong in some way in the way that she is behaving. It's just it's just not possible, in my opinion, based on hearing this story. But this is something, and you might be out there listening like, oh, well, this is a isolated circumstance. That's what they always say about these stories. And increasingly, it's happening in your state. It's happening in your school district. It's happening in your neighborhood where everybody is forced to come face to face with this factual untruth that is making especially young women uncomfortable. Yes. One of the one of the constant underhanded techniques of power that is used by the left is to push things that are outrageous and extreme, and to do so systematically, but every time it comes up, say, oh, why are you making such a big deal of this? Yes. As if we're always supposed to say, oh, you're right, okay, so we'll just let it go, we'll let it go, we keep doing it. Because the same logic applies to them. Why are they making such a a big deal over this? If it's so rare, if it's not really the issue that, you know, we should be focused, why are you so focused on this? Because the left is so, they're just, they just get caught and then they just want their way. But we'll come back into this in a second. I want to turn our attention for a moment to how you can stay safe online. I mean, have you ever received emails from companies that you trust, but just something felt off about them? You might notice typos or a sender address that's different from normal. These emails are called clone phishing. Phishing, in this case, with a PH, of course, in the spelling. Many online attacks begin with one of them and lead to trouble with your online identity being stolen. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it dangerously easy for a cyber criminal to steal your identity. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like cyber hackers pretending to be you, making off with your money. If you do become a victim of identity theft, LifeLock has an entire team of dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialists, one of which will be assigned to work with you to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. 
Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com online. Use my name as the promo code BUCK for 25% off. I've relied personally on LifeLock for years, and it has paid for itself time and time again. Go to right now, lifelock.com. It's promo code BUCK, and you'll get 25% off. You don't know what you don't know, right? But you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. There's lots of crazy stuff out there. I want to end on a crazy but also humorous story, because that's a serious story we were just talking about, and we're going to play the audio for you tomorrow of the 17-year-old girl talking about being uncomfortable in the gym bathroom, and... I think all of you are going to be like, this is unacceptable no matter where you are, anywhere in the country, and frankly, anywhere in the world. But we'll play that for you tomorrow. This is a ridiculous story. So Alec Baldwin's been charged with two different counts of involuntary manslaughter. He is on whatever it is, his second or third wife. And this second or third wife, I think we've talked about it on the show before, Buck, basically has decided that she is Spanish meaning from Spain, 
She's just a girl who grew up in America, went to high school in Massachusetts, is totally 100 billion percent American, has changed her name and now goes by Hilaria. Her name was Hillary before. Her name was Hillary before. She's changed it to the Spanish version of Hillary. And she now speaks with a fake Spanish accent. And everyone is just supposed to accept that this is real. So this is her. There are people uh, wanting, you know, confronting or whatever, taking footage in the wake of the double involuntary manslaughter charges. She wants all of you to give space to she and Alec Baldwin. She is just... An American girl named Hillary. Listen to this. Want you guys to realize that we have seven kids, and you being here to escort them to school and to be there when they come home is not good. So on a human level, you guys know I'm not going to say anything to you. You know that. So please leave my family in peace. She has a Spanish <laughs> accent, but this is this is this is insane. Like oh, Hillary, man. she is Hillary from Massachusetts. All right, Hillary from Massachusetts has decided that she is Spanish. She has changed her name, and she now has a fake Spanish accent. These people are crazy, Buck. Like, how well, is this yes. just allowed? I I think, and this is she's been doing this for a long time, and she's been called out. She's been called out before. Um, you know, in different interviews, she also slips into this, uh, this, this affect that she has a, a Latina accent of, of, of some kind. And <laughs> I mean, Clay, she's a white girl named Hillary from Massachusetts. And you, uh, this, this is one of the crazier fake, uh, uh you know, like well, we're supposed to well, presume that if you are, uh, trans, it's a hundred percent true. Are we now just supposed to presume that if you want to pretend that you're European, that it's 100 percent true? You know, it's interesting because in that San Francisco commission looking at reparations that said that it could range up to five million dollars a person. The commission also specified that you have to have identified publicly on official documents as black for at least 10 years to qualify now. Why are they doing that? Because I think they realize that once you start attaching dollar figures to this. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you already have the Elizabeth Warren effect, fake Native American. By the way, it worked. It worked for her. She's paid no real. I mean, yeah, people like us mock her, but Democrats treat her with deference and she's a senator and she was almost a president and all this other stuff. So she scammed the system and it worked. Um, but they recognize that trying to scam the system along racial lines, they're going to have to create some kind of. Uh, you know, some kind of standards or barriers or whatever, because otherwise think of all the people who'd be like, yes, I, I identify as black. If it meant they got $5 million, there is no amount of like mock your mockery, public disdain or ridicule that would stop a lot of people from claiming $5 million. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, nobody who is a quarter black, right? If you have a grandparent who is even part black, every single one of those people is claiming to be black on their college admissions just about. Right, because you get an advantage right now. We'll see what happens with the Supreme Court affirmative action case based on being black. The NFL had a huge controversy over this recently, Buck, with the uh, uh, McDaniel, who's the head coach of the uh, of the Miami Dolphins. I think he has a grandparent who is who is black, but you would never, if you just look at McDaniel, he is looks like a white guy, right? But in the NFL, yeah. you get benefits 
if you hire away somebody of a minority uh, degree, you get draft picks, which is crazy. I I knew of a girl who got into Stanford in New York because she claimed that she was Pacific Islander because one of her grandparents was born in Hawaii. (laughs) Okay, so... And it worked. It worked. It worked. Stanford was happy to check the box, too. That's how it goes. It's crazy where we are. Uh, We'll play that audio for you, but the Hilaria Baldwin, absolutely hysterical. Uh, That is where we are. People just adopt whatever identity they want. They make it up as they see fit. We'll be back with you not making it up on Tuesday. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.